Hello and welcome to Viking Reflections, where you get the news of what's happening at Augustana University here in Sioux Falls. I'm your host, Laura Johnson, recording in the Norwegian room buried behind the books of the Milkinson Library. The episode follows coverage in this week's Mirror Print issue, which includes an investigation of the Interfaith Room to the triumph of the women's swim team at the NSIC conference. It's Friday, February 24th. The news is next. Colin Irvine will leave his position as provost at the end of the academic year to become president of Concordia College in Moorhead. Since assuming the role in 2018, Irvine created several academic programs in collaboration with the registrar's office. These programs include the Center for Interdisciplinary Studies as well as the Doctorate of Physical Therapy, which launches this summer. Professor Joel Johnson will take on the role of acting provost according to an email from President Stephanie Herseth Sandlin. Johnson currently serves as the Social Sciences Division Chair, a Government and International Affairs Professor, and Director of the Department's Honors Programs. When Johnson takes on the Provost position in June, he plans to revise the current SOFIA requirements and reevaluate FYS. In early January, campus employees removed sacred items from the interfaith room without notifying students or staff associated with the room. The mistreatment of sacred objects sparked backlash from Augustana students and staff, as well as from religious leaders across the country. The objects were moved to the meditation room in Wagner Hall to make room for Sodexo offices. The Interfaith Room was created by a campus organization called Better Together as a safe space dedicated to the Augustana community to practice meditation and prayer across all faiths. Here with me is Variety Editor Veda Tonneson. She followed the story as it unfolded. So welcome, Veda. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for coming. Now tell me exactly what happened with the Interfaith Room. Yes, so this is a pretty complicated story with a lot of different people bringing their perspectives. So not all of the information is 100% sound. But what I was told was that uh, kind of at the end of winter break, beginning of J-term, student leaders from Better Together, ASA, some people happened to just walk past the interfaith room and notice that it was empty. All of the statues, all of the uh, religious books were just gone. Um, And none of them knew that the items were going to be moved. There had been talk previously about uh, moving the interfaith room in order to make space for offices for Sodexo workers. Um, But like there was never a set in stone contract or plan about that. And so the people who saw the interfaith room was was gone were very shocked about that and immediately started sending off emails to administrators to mark blackburn um and just on a whim they decided to go check the meditation room in wagner and they found all the items there unfortunately they were just kind of laying all over the floor hadn't been treated properly with kind of you know the religious codes that you need to handle those type of items with um so luckily the items were found unfortunately they weren't treated Uh, as properly as they could have been. What kind of message does this event send to students who use the space? Um, We have a lot of religious diversity on campus, which is a wonderful thing. The interfaith room is definitely a safe space for a lot of students who just can't use the chapel for their religious type of rituals. Um, And so I think having the space moved without their consent or without kind of any meeting or anything beforehand to let the students know what was going to happen definitely hurt a lot of them. 
But I do think the way that the student leaders handled the situation definitely brought a lot of people together in order to have the room be restored. Absolutely. The interfaith room has since been restored. So what's next? Several people told me that a meeting is in the works uh, between administrators, Mark Blackburn, um, and then student leaders, both from Better Together and then representatives from ASA as well. Uh, they'll just gonna, they are going to get together and talk about um, where the interfaith room is going to go, how they can um, move it in a better way. Uh, but I have been told that a date for that meeting has not been set. Um, Tom King, who's the vice president of Better Together, is thinking that the room is likely going to be moved and merged with the Wagner Meditation Room permanently. And while that is good to have a space still for Interfaith on campus, Better Together definitely wants to try to work with admin to get it to be in a central location on campus somewhere still in the commons. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Veda. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Renovations of the Morrison Commons will begin after spring break and continue through the summer. Construction was supposed to begin last month, but the final renovation plan has still not been finalized. The current renovation drastically changes the Union Board of Governors' current event planning space, leaving the group without a sufficient hosting location. Next year's president, Nora Grace DeBoer, says UBG could relocate to the Elman, but is concerned about interfering with rec services. A public forum is set for later this semester for students to ask questions and voice their concerns. The biennial faculty art exhibition is on display in the Eide Dalrymple Gallery in the Center for Visual Arts. The installation features artwork from professors and was coordinated by John Peters, the gallery and liturgical arts coordinator. Faculty shows off their skills through mediums such as ceramics, printmaking, painting, and stained glass. Some pieces invoke playfulness while others have a melancholy effect on the viewer, according to Mere copy editor Andrew Kronizel in his review of the exhibit. The art installation closes on March 18th. The acrobatics and tumbling team beat the Concordia Wisconsin Falcons last weekend. The event concluded with overall scores of 261.805 to 229.940, ending with the first win for the team's first season competing. Head coach Kaylin Cowan says she is excited about their score. Acrobatics and tumbling calculate overall scores out of 300 points, with most national championship teams ending their season with scores reaching 280. Cowan says Augie's high score is unusual for only competing in one previous tournament. Cowan has recruited 24 athletes since July 2021. The Augustana women's swimming and diving team won their first ever NSIC championship on Saturday, February 11th. The athletes secured 16 all-conference selections and won seven event championships. Lindsay Micko, the head coach, was named NSIC Swim Coach of the Year. Freshman Bryn Greenwald was named NSIC Swimmer of the Year. Bryn is here to talk about the competition. Welcome, Bryn. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So you had an amazing competition a couple Saturdays ago. Mm -hmm. How were you feeling during the meet and after? So the meet was a four-day meet, which was really hard because it was like you had your highs and lows of all four days. It was morning and night, so you were constantly moving. It was kind of just go, go, go. So during the meet, it was basically just nervousness, excitement. It was trying to stay strong and get through and support your teammates. But honestly, the bus ride home and like 
even just like at the end when we were celebrating it was all so surreal like it was so exciting and it was so fun to just like see how all of the hard work that we put in throughout the season got to kind of play out um every single point that we got was fought for which was really cool because then the ending result was obviously that our team was able to win for the first time ever and like watching all of the girls put in everything to get there was like so cool so you were also named nsic swimmer of the year what does that mean to you um, especially since this is your first year being on the team well i definitely did not expect it at all that's for sure i heard that there were awards that you could get like probably on the second day of the meet because i had no clue and then as we were celebrating, coach came over and she was like, Brent, come here. And then everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're getting an award. I was like, what? It was just like, again, surreal, exciting. Like, you know, I obviously did not see it coming, but it was really cool, especially because my coach uh, got coach of the year. So we kind of got to celebrate together and it was just really fun. The entire thing, it was just laughter and smiles and happy crying, like everything. It was just insane just positive emotions everywhere (laughs) so there are quite a few like impressive numbers that your entire team had could you kind of break down exactly like what all conference selections mean so basically if you get top eight at conference you get to go on the podium um and have your little award ceremony and then if you get top three you get medals and i'm i think that that's all conference and then you know, obviously first place is the conference champion. And so we had a lot of really cool, you know, first, second, third, so the entire meet. I know for our 50 free, we got first, second, and third. Um, I'm pretty sure for the 100 free, we got first and second. I think we had someone on the podium for every single event, whether it was all conference or even just like getting to be up there. But either way, it was really cool to see like every single person on our team, like getting to participate and getting to, you know, show off what they'd worked so hard for all season. So how is the team feeling uh, for the upcoming championship meet? We have a practice right now with just a few of us. I think there's like, there's six of us right now that are practicing to go to the NCAA meet. And we are all very excited. Um, There's a lot of relays. There's some possible individuals. I don't know, right now we're kind of hitting the ground running. We're working really hard Um, because we need to get tired enough again so that we can rest a little bit and be ready for that meet. So this week is definitely a grind. Next week will be a little nicer, and then we have the meet, which is came up so fast, by the way. I started practices last week right after conference, and I was like, I'm so tired. I don't know how I'm going to make it through. This is so difficult. This is horrible. This is And then I was like, well, never mind. I... I got to the point in my little like journal that I have where I have to flip to the March tab to get closer to the week that we're at rather than February. And I'm like, I think that's a pretty good sign that we're almost there, which is crazy, especially because like I've never done a season longer than three months before. So now this is almost the end of my first six month season. So it like came up way faster than I thought, but we're all just really excited to see how it turns out. We don't really have anything to lose. We're just kind of going out there and giving it our all and it's going to be really fun and really exciting. And I'm excited to see what everyone's able to do because we have a lot more that we have to show. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time and we all wish you well at the NCAA championship. Thank you.
That was Bryn Greenwalt. She earned five all-conference performances as well as both the 50-yard and 100-yard freestyle events. She will compete with her team on March 8th in Indianapolis for the NCAA championship. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Make sure to rate and review this podcast on whichever platform you're using. Viking Reflections is affiliated with the Augustana Mir, a student-run campus publication. This episode was written, edited, and produced by Laura Johnson. Check out the full articles online or pick up a physical copy on campus. Have a great weekend!